I was wondering a small one before we move on to, to the vision offering. Can we just take an opportunity? Just maybe we just close your eyes with me for a second and you're comfortable enough just to lay out your hand before you. Just as we firstly come to a place of bringing ourselves before the Lord as an offering. Today is our vision offering. Firstly, we need to recognize that we are the living sacrifice. We are the offering that when given to Him, we are made clean. Why? Because He sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to be our sacrifice so that we wouldn't have to. You know, many of us, as we mark today, the 11th of February, six weeks in, that can, for some of us, feel like six months. Everything that we had in our mind about what this year was going to bring, how it was going to be different, and instead, maybe it's brought about it, sickness, obstacles, greater debt, bills, relationship problems, all this stuff that we deal with. But I just wonder in this moment, could we come to a place of peace and just say, okay, God, I'm going to just hand it all over to you and I'm going to start again. Give me a clean slate. Give me a clean start. Make my heart clean, my mind clean, my behavior clean, my language clean, my habits clean, Lord. I just give you everything right now. I've messed up or it has been messed up or problems have happened, but right now in this moment, I give it to you. I offer myself to you as a living sacrifice. That our heart is, do with me what you wish. And I know he redeems, he renews, he refreshes, he restores, he revives. He makes new that which has been otherwise discarded or thrown to the side, that he takes it and he makes it clean. Lord, we are here as your people, as your church. Make us new. Make us clean. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, let's give God praise this morning. Thank Him and thank the worship team. Fantastic. You may take your seats. Thank you all so much. So, so much. Galentines. I honestly thought it was a spelling mistake that someone had made. I actually think it's very sexist, um, Lynn. Lynn was slagging me in the last service because I call it Galentines, but I think it's very sexist. Where's the man? Where's the man in times? Where's the where's the man in times? Hey, hey, where's all the men at? No men in this one. Ah, <laughs> uh, Galentines. It's funny. Good morning. Great to see all of you. Thank you all for being here. As we look around, the place is full. There's a great energy, great atmosphere. And this is our vision offering Sunday. Just got to meet uh, great friends of ours for many years who, uh, who came through for the first time in quite some time. And I said, you've come on a great Sunday. It's our vision offering Sunday. And, um, you know, for anyone who is new or, or new to open arms, you know, we do this once a year. Don't worry, we don't do this every week, okay? We do this once a year. Uh, all we do is we just lay out the vision God has given us for this year and the years to come. Uh, and that's really it. And then at the end, we take an opportunity to give to every single person to invest in, to become a part of this, and to give towards the vision that God has given us. So in this last week, um, in preparation, I was actually very, very sick last week. I got strep throat, preached through it last Sunday, and then it just was two, two days in bed. And uh, preparing for this and preparing my heart for this, because it's always something that I want to approach with both passion and sensitivity at the same time. And um, I just want to begin by sharing three things, three personal things. Here's the first thing. I love this church. I, I love this church. This isn't a job. This isn't something I got hired to do. This isn't something that someone had to bring me in. I, I just, I, I get to do. I get to be a part of this. I've been a part of this church since I was 12 years old. Right. 12 years old. That's my mom who's saying that's right. In case you just think some random woman was just saying that, that's right, you were there since 12 years old. 
So every result, in fact, as my mom just reminded me, is that it's Tuesday, this, this past Tuesday, Tuesday, 6th of February, marked 28 years to the day, 1996, that the very first home group began in my home. And I was eight years old. I know what you're thinking. How could an eight-year-old lead a home group? But um, <laughs> it wasn't me. It was my, my dad and his best friend, Sean Duncan. And, and four years later, after that home group being started, it became Open Arms in Newbridge County Kildare, Open Arms Church. And then 18 years after that moment, myself and my wife, Jenny, we started Open Arms here in South Dublin. I love this church. Yeah. Here's the second thing is that we are committed, myself and my family, we are committed to this church for life. For life. Yeah. We've no plans. We've no opportunities that we're looking at taking or trying to take anywhere else. No, we are, my goal is to lead the same church for 40 years. That's my goal. Lead the same church for 40 years because I, I believe you can make a greater impact over time than all at one time. And, uh, you know, my family ha has invested their lives into Open Arms Church, like their life, blood, sweat, and tears uh, for two generations at times, it's felt like sacrifice. It's felt like pain. But I would better describe it as an investment. It has been a life worth living. It has been a, a something that brings great fulfillment, great reward, not in the natural, but in the spiritual. And getting to see change lives, which is ultimately our goal, has been an absolute honor. And myself and my wife, Jillian, and our four boys are committed to Open Arms Church. But here's the third thing I say is that we are on the ground floor, even the basement, of a miraculous story that is beginning to unfold before our eyes that I believe will see the spiritual landscape of Ireland be changed for history. I, I honestly say that with a boldness and confidence and conviction. I don't need to shout it. I just say it because I believe it. As the leader, I believe that, that we would, what we're going to experience here in our church will be written about in history. I believe that in the years to come, that people will travel from all over Ireland and Europe and the world who will come to ask, how did it begin? Where did it start? What did you guys do to steward it, to stir it, to, to shake it up, to set it on fire? And I truly believe that what we're going to see, particularly this time next year, we will have stepped into the beginning of the vision that God has given us to build a life-giving church that reaches the nation of Ireland. And it won't just be because we're stepping into a new building, which is amazing, and it'll be beautiful, and it'll be fantastic. Yes, it'll give us permanence and stability and a place to gather on Sundays and throughout the week, but what it will do is it will give us confidence and faith and trust that he is fulfilling the vision. That he is speaking and we're listening. That, that he is moving. That, that he is loosening the grip of the enemy that he's had over our nation, Ireland, for over 1,000 years. That we what we will see God do in this country in the next 10 years, who will become an irrecognizable country to what it is today. It will be a Christian land. It will be a land one for Jesus. And we will see a spiritual revolution sweep across Ireland where we will see thousands of churches, life-giving churches, not dead, dormant, big, black, ugly, dark, silly things stuck in the middle of a town that are more monuments than they are movements. No, instead we will see thousands of life-giving churches and churches of thousands in every town, city, and county. That's what we will see. And all God is looking for is a few faithful men and women who will say yes. Amen. I'm all in. A few faithful men and women who will pay the price, who will count the cost, and who will lay the foundation for our future to come. That's all he needs. That's all that he's looking for. A few who say, let's go. 
you know, in this next year to come, I want to ask in advance, firstly, a couple of things is, firstly, just to, to trust my leadership and leading. Now, do I say that because there's been any questioning or doubting? No, but where there is great change, there is great unsettling. Okay? Where you are at your most vulnerable is a time of transition. What's the most stressful times in life? You always say, moving house, right? Having a baby and starting a new job, right? What is it? It's, it's the new. It's the move. It's the transition. Before they walked into the promised land, what did they become known as the Israelites? The grumbling generation. All right? It's just, it's just natural. Now, I'm saying it before it's even happened. But I, it's natural. Trust the leaders. Trust the process. Also, pray for leadership. Pray for wisdom, discernment. Pray for favor. Pray for God to speak. Pray for God for, for provision. And I would ask also that you would follow our leadership as we follow the Lord as best as we can. Will we get it wrong? Yes, we will. Always. All the time. But as many much as we can, we will find the way. But also to um, commit to becoming Part of the vision. And that's what this is all about. Vision offerings about bringing ourselves and our finances to the Lord to see this vision fulfilled in Jesus' name. And then uh, our, our welcome team are just going to come forward in this moment. They're going to hand out uh, for, to each person a vision offering card. And uh, last Sunday was Vision Sunday and we shared with everybody, uh, with everybody uh, about what this is to prepare you and not to surprise you. Again, if you, are, you weren't there last week or this is your first week, do just take one and just read it. If you are new, we do not want you to give, okay? That's not our heart. Again, this is not about convincing, manipulating, cajoling. All this is is giving for those who are in open arms, giving you the vision and giving an opportunity to bring an offering. So why are we doing this vision offering? Well, firstly, we are preparing to build a 350-seater auditorium. Sorry, Rahul keeps uh, putting the slides forward. Because uh, <laughs> he's hearing my excitement thinking this is the next thing. Is we're preparing to build a 350-seater auditorium in Sandyford. Somebody say amen. Only around the corner. Also, we're going to renovate and expand our building in Newbridge in Kildare to become a 350-seater auditorium. So we have set the goal to raise 350,000 euros in the next few months. That's what we've done. 350,000 euros to be able to uh, complete the entire work and the projects, the two projects uh, that ours makes up one church. We've raised a significant amount so far. We have raised 2.8 million euros to purchase the building debt-free, prepare all of the plans, and there have been many, many, many plans, and start the work with a further 1.2 million pledged to come in over the next five years to raise leaders, to plant churches, to purchase new permit locations for the ones that we're going to begin and to continue to expand the ministry of open arms. Currently, after the purchase price and uh, all of the, the consultations and everything and the architects, all that, we currently have 900,000 euros ready to begin the work. Now, we have estimated that the cost of both projects in Newbridge and in Sandyford will come to 1.25 million euros, which leaving us the immediate need to raise 350,000 euros. Quite a lot of money. I know big figures, but when it comes to construction, we're looking at 100% the cost on what it was four or five years ago, <laughs> just before COVID. And all of the money raised so far has come from a few a few generous families, loving families who love open arms, who love Ireland, who have committed to becoming, uh, you know, partnering with us in seeing this vision realized and come to pass. But now, as the leader, I come to you, church. Now, as the leader, I come to you to ask you to invest, to take ownership of this house as if it is your own. To invest in what? Well, to invest in one chair. Rahul, would you give me this chair? I sound like a magician. Uh, give me this chair. Here's the chair. Thank you, Rahul. Rahul's gone. And then, <laughs> this is the chair. One chair. One chair that represents a changed life. 
One share that represents a changed life. Somebody else sacrificed so you could sit there. Somebody else gave ahead of time, knowing what was to come, so that you could sit and receive and take part in with you and your family and your children, a great life-giving, life-changing church. Someone else gave in advance. What I'm asking is for us, set the vision out in front of us, talked about that last week, and then to invest and sow into and lay the foundation for the changed lives that are to come. So I want to paint the picture for you. A chair. 350 chairs in two locations with two services in each location equals 1,400 chairs. 1,400 is the capacity that we have this time next year to reach an impact on a Sunday morning in Ireland. 1,400, over 2,000 individual people over a monthly basis. You add a third service and the fourth service, we're talking about impacting and reaching thousands of people next year. I've sat in since I'm five years old I became a Christian. And I didn't become a Christian, you know. I was brought to church. Um, forced to church, some may say. Uh, but I've been around church. And I've heard people, endless. We've had all nights of prayer. We've had prayer for revival for 30 years, 40 years, 50 years. People praying in Ireland, God, would you do something? Here's God saying, I've done it and it's going to happen. We're living in it. Others have given so that we can get to here. Now we're going to give so that we can get to there. One share equals a changed life. A changed life. Life, like myself and my wife, Jillian. Our lives have been changed because of Jesus and his church. Lives like Rahul and his wife, Paulina, who's leading our kids' church inside. Wives like, or people like John and Jody who are here, are both in our youth, but now leading worship, leading here in youth. Their lives have been completely in a revolutionary change. We've got Sean and Mara Flynn who are here. Her lives have been changed through Jesus and through his church. We've got Lynn and Lawrence. Lynn, who's the, the best banter person in Ireland. <laughs> their lives have been changed. Not only that, they're, they're committed, they're passionate to see others experience life change. Every single one of us has a story. Every single one of us has a testimony to say, Jesus changed my life. And because I'm part of this church and because I'm part of the church, it's helping me towards life change, my kids, my future. And you know what all I'm saying is, why don't we share that with others? Why can't we say that the same for other people who don't yet have it? So as I share with you three things in this presentation and I love being able to take the opportunity to share with you exactly three things. Where we have been, where we are, and where we are going. Where we have been, where we are, and where we are going. And I ask that you consider in this time that I'm going to speak in, as you got your vision offering card, at the end of the service, we're going to take the vision offering. I ask that you would consider to commit for at least one share. And I say at least one chair because some of you, many of you, have got the resources to give for many chairs. Because too much is given, much is required. To, to those who bless will in turn be blessed through the giving. And in fact, the word of God says that the world of the generous grows what? Smaller? No, larger and larger. So I want to share with you a few things. Firstly, as we looked at last week, Vision Sunday... I shared with our church, and I'll share with you if you weren't there, is that we got our planning permission for our building, which is amazing, which is incredible in Jesus' name. Still working out the finer details, but that's all right. And uh, it's coming, it's coming, and it's about to happen. And we're looking at end of March, beginning of April, uh, with it, uh, uh, a Christmas end sometime in, the, in uh, mid-December that we will be finished, in Jesus' name, and uh, which is really exciting. But our vision has been and will always be this, to build a life-giving church that reaches the nation of Ireland. And our mission, our purpose, what we live for every single week is to see people experience life change through Jesus Christ. So you know, when I come to church, I'm going to hear a challenging word towards what? Life change. Oh, you know, when you're in worship that I have received the Holy Spirit. Why? For life change. That's what it's all about. We never stop changing in our lives, but our heart and our mission and our purpose is to see those who never experienced Jesus Christ to experience them, Him 
and to experience life change. So just to share with you, we've got one church in two locations, Open Arms in Dublin and Open Arms Kildare. We've got a quite a large church in which I'll share with you in a moment. As I said, two locations, two services in each location, but we've got an incredible team. Uh, this is our team. We just got her there a few weeks ago. This is our staff and our spouses. Um, uh, some, are, some are both together on staff, but others are male staff or female staff and their spouses. Incredible team, incredible people who work tirelessly, who are committed to this. Again, for none of us, this isn't a job for any of us. If it was, they wouldn't be on our staff. This is a vocation, a mission, a purpose, something that we get to do. In the last few weeks, we've been looking at family values, the values that make up our family that is Open Arms Church. And we looked at, the, for the very first week that we've got thick skin and a soft heart. That's the kind of church we are. It's the kind of people we are. Is that we're not easily offended, but at the same time, we're willing to offend for the sake of the gospel. Secondly, we are raising and releasing, that we're about building people up. We're about raising them up, investing in people, and then releasing into their God-given potential to see people succeed and enjoy it. And to say, actually, my joy is not just found in my journey, it's on an other's journey. It's about it's an other kind of others kind of church. And we are thermostats, not thermometers. That means that we set the temperature, we don't take the temperature. That means that we don't just go along life living by the status quo. No, we live a fulfilled life. We pursue the things of God, the promises of God that He has for us, and we are visionaries as a church. I don't want to be a church that sits around singing, come by ah, and spending time together until he takes us home, but instead be a people who live by mission and vision and actually make a difference and an impact on this land that we live in. Amen? And do it in a fun way and have the crack and have the laugh and, and do it and enjoy it. So this week as we look at our vision offering, what are we doing? Our vision offering is, is to be set out for the year to come. And also to give you some hard facts and actually show you practical things. This is what we're doing and this is what we're investing in. So firstly, as we set a goal, uh, last year we set a goal, last September, October, I shared with our core team uh, when we met together, is to expand our church capacity to become a church of 2,000 people. That's the vision that we set out before us, is to expand our church capacity that doesn't mean, now listen, I don't, I, I want to really differentiate here. Our vision is not necessarily to, to like get to 2,000 people. You hear what I'm saying? We don't make numerical, like that we have to become this. But rather it's about expanding the capacity and then say, Lord, fill the capacity. Yeah. That, that's, that's all it is. God asked me to prepare and to bring to him my offering. And then I say, God, do with it what you wish. Yeah. Yeah. You hear what I'm saying? So we, we don't make the growth happen he makes the growth happen, okay? But, but what we do is we say, God, water it so that it will grow. But we'll prepare, we'll prepare the place. So that's what we've set out to do. How are we gonna do that? Well, we have got our, our building in Newbridge of County Kildare and we've purchased our, our new building. But this is our, our area, our boundary line for our building in Newbridge. is smack bang in the middle of the town, an incredible location. It is a 17,500 square foot, almost a 1.5 acre land. It is an incredible piece of property that we have. And many of you have been there, have gone to see it. And so we're going to be renovating it. We're actually ripping out uh, a lot of this space that you can see here and the roads that we can also expand our boundary that we're going to create a large car park that will be able to have about 50 to 60 chairs, take them off. Uh, 50, 60 chairs, cars that we take off the road and that we'd be able to have more space. We're also going to invest in our in, internal um, space as well that we're going to have um, uh, create more toilets but also change our auditorium that will have minimum 350 seater but it will be able to even be able to expand over that to 400. So that's one of the things that we're starting in the autumn that we're going to be planning to start that project so to be ready to kind of come in line with our plans for our building in Newbridge. Also then, or sorry, in, in Dublin. I've done this. I'll go back a second. Um, as you can see, there is green shed. Doesn't look like much on the outside, but it's going to be transformed. It's going to look like this. It's uh, going to look nice and attractive on the outside when you're driving up to it. It's you know going to be appealing and you know, to point it out and say, that's my church. Well, at least that's where my church goes. That's where my church meets. I am the church. You know, you are the church. But uh, it was the, my favorite picture is the next one, is the side of the building. 
We're going to put grey uh, galvanised steel. These are LED boxes that are going to brighten up lots of spacious windows. Uh, we're also going to have a large LED sign saying OA Open Arms that you will see from the mountains. You will see it from all over Dublin when, they, when it's night time. And uh, what I love about it is that you walk in these, the sun rises right there and shines in. But not only that, that when you leave and walk out, you, your, your picture is the Dublin Mountains. It's beautiful, and many of you, if you haven't been there, we are going to do tours. We're going to plan different days and bring you through and show you and explain to you what we're going to do. And of course, we've got the M50 right beside it as well, and uh, it's it's just a f- fabulous space. And then we'll show you inside. Is this is the view from the platform outwards, and uh, it's going to look something like this. This is what our our architects are currently. We're working on the construction drawings to go to the contractors. Uh, It's a 250-270 seater. Um, that's the minimum amount of seats we can have. Uh, we can actually expand it as well to be downstairs would be over uh, can be up to 300 seats, but we decided to create space for now so that before uh, expanding that. And there's plenty of space as you walk in, and then you will see our toilets and our we got a lift in, which is going to be cool, and a coffee station. But then you will go upstairs and our upstairs view, as you can see, this is the view from uh, the entrance. Our upstairs view will show that we're building a balcony, so it's. Going going to be a theater is probably a better explanation for it than it is an auditorium it's going to have that feel to it where you will be downstairs and then upstairs there's going to be people upstairs wrapped around as well uh, which is really nice we've got about 80 to 100 seats up there and uh, it's just, it's a completely separate space to our kids space so when you walk into the into the uh, church building you will be able to bring your child and and hand them off to a safe and secure trained individual. Not one person who is not on our kids' team will be able to walk through that door. You hand off your child, and we will bring them into a secure area where all our kids' church space is going to be. From uh, We've got downstairs, we'll keep our, our kind of babies and toddlers, and we've got a baby room as well. But the, the rest is all going to be upstairs, completely safe and cut off from the rest of, of the, uh, the building area. And so there's one thing that we just, we, we hold uh, dear to our hearts is we want our kids to have fun, learn about Jesus, and be safe. That's really it. Have fun, learn about Jesus, and be safe. And so that's our vision in, in seeing that come to pass. So our structural leadership is, is really important. I'm um, a big believer in that, that stewardship is important, but also to explain and share with you who is behind this. You know, is it just one guy up here kind of kind of saying these things? No, we have a complete structure and layered structure behind us. Firstly, it begins with Irish Assemblies of God. It began uh, 35 to 40 years ago, originally from St. Mark's Church, and it became um, a charity status board that churches began to come out of. And what was, it was a great way of actually grouping everyone together that we can be able to manage things together. And they look after finances, the assets, the legal, the charity status. But because we've grown so large, we've actually applied for our own charity status as open arms, that then we will have our own board and that we will manage and, and oversee people who are voted into that. We have got then our oversight board, who is a pretty much responsible for me. That, that's their responsibility. We meet once a quarter, but they, I speak to them once a month. And then they're also assisting me in making all these decisions. I'll just show you who they are. Pastor Andre Grief, he, he, you know, he's been my best friend and mentor since I'm 19. Um, he leads the largest AOG church in South Africa. Uh, Brian Buffini, incredible, influential businessman, leads the largest small business coaching company in the world, in, uh, originally, originally from down the road uh, in Dundrum, but uh, living in San Diego. And then Pastor Sean Malarkey leading uh, St. Mark's Church and also Christian Churches Ireland, uh, the national leader who has now just been handing over to Pastor Brian Somerville, who is, uh, who is, who is ours, should I say. <laughs> we have claimed him, uh, which is really cool. And we've celebrated him, and he'll be here next week as well, so you can celebrate him as well. And then Pastor Larry Bright, who's coming over in April, uh, executive pastor in Elevation Church, which is the largest watch church in the world. A million people every Sunday watch their church or tune into their church or attend their church. And it's incredible people that we have who've been here, who some of you may know, and will be here throughout the year, and definitely will be here when we launch the new building also. And then we've got our executive team, myself, Alan, uh, Alan Faye, Rahul, 
and Brian, you can see that they oversee all together. We oversee the church from a detailed day-to-day point of view. And um, the roles, Alan's executive director of staff and operations, Rahul, executive finances, and assistant to lead pastor, and Brian Somerville, executive discipleship and teaching. Incredible wealth knowledge, experience in these guys. Um, an MBA in, 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 is what Rahul has got. Now he's, he's using it and he's using it so well. Alan the same, an honors uh, business degree and many years of experience in business. And Brian, who was, you know, had, had many years of experience of leading a church and leading churches. And so we've got a great team behind us. That's the structure of the leadership. But next is our staff. We've got a large staff in Open Arms, 20 people on our staff um, we've got seven, seven full-time staff members and six part-time staff members, though three of them, Alex, John, who was here earlier, and Patrick, who leads in kids, are all going to come on to full-time staff, which is really exciting because we're growing and we want to expand that. And then on this side, the seven, uh, they are a mixture of part-time contract. Some of them we don't pay, but we treat like staff, you know, that kind of area. And also, um, you know, of course, Blake, who's a missionary as well. And so, but they each equally play a valuable part on our team. So just in this last year, just to celebrate some things, as we move on, we, we look at where we are, but then we look at where we've been. We baptized in 2023, 50 people. In September, over two weekends, 50 people. You can see here's a picture of the 20 people we baptized in our new building. It was really cool, really exciting for those of us who are there. We're planning to do another baptism uh, in, in March, April that we'll be announcing very soon. Also, in the, last, in the last week, we launched 25 life groups. 25 life groups. If you haven't already signed up, do sign up to one. Openarms.ie forward slash life groups. And one of the things that I think is really exciting, you know, Christmas is always a big, a large uh, part for us as a church. We do a big Christmas celebration in both locations. This last year, we celebrated 1,000 people in one Sunday. 1,000 people on one Sunday between two services here and two services in Newbridge. An incredible scene. So many friends and family. It was an incredible experience and uh, really exciting for us. So just to show you some stats and data. Um, we came out of 2021 slowly out of COVID. Uh, May, we opened up in Newbridge. And then June, we opened up in, uh, here in Dublin. If you can remember what it was like, it almost gives me... Traum- uh, post-traumatic stress, everybody wear masks and, and then people social distancing and everything like that. And uh, but, but by the end of the year, we were averaging about 375 people, which is, is quite a, a low number for, for where we as a church in, in terms of our in the recent years. But in 2022, we quickly grew for an average of 535 people and we grew in one year by 42%. The next year, in 2023, we grew again to 630 people, averaging uh, uh, 630, reaching almost 700 people, which was a further 17% increase year on year. However, what's really cool and exciting is that in just in two short years, we grew 70%, which is amazing. And why I'm just laying the foundation here for faith, because many people think like in, in order to have faith, for the vision, it needs to be like, you know, so ostentatious, so audacious that, oh, wow, could I ever believe this? But what I love about what God does, and I love about when you read the miracles that Jesus performs, a lot of them, he repeats certain ones. But also, he's laying the foundation for the miracle that is to come. And so all it is is just going, God's given us this vision, but he's just going to keep doing what he's been doing. You hear what I'm saying? It's going to be step by step, but he's going to just keep doing what he's been doing. We've grown by 70% in two years. Guess what? We're going to still grow. 2024, we set the goal of reaching 700 people consistently uh, over 52 weeks and also set a goal of having 1,000 people per weekend for two weekends because this year we're actually going to dedicate a whole weekend to, to uh, our Christmas carols, or whole Sunday rather, uh, over five services in, in each location. And so we're gonna, our goal is to reach 1,000 people over those two weekends, each one. And then uh, in 2025, our goal is to reach 1,000 people every single week. And at the Carl's, to have 1,400 people each weekend, which over two weekends is almost 3,000 people. Yeah. So we're just saying, God, like, give us the vision. Here's what we're setting. He's already done it. 
he's going to do it again. You know what's really cool? Just I, I'm a stats guy. I love finances and accounts and maths and everything like that. What's really cool is the, the largest growth that we've had in this recent years has been from 21 to 22, 375 to 535, which is a 42% increase. When we grow from 24 to 25, from 700 people to 1,000 people, many of you are lost already. We will have grown again by 42%. Well, I think it's, I like that. I like that. So you just say, God, do it again. And guess what he's going to do next? He's going to do it again. And guess what he's going to do next? He's going to do it again. And again, if you steward that which God gives you, he will give you more. On top of what you've already been given. It's a principle for life. It's a principle for church. It's a principle for you. And it's a principle for me. And our five-year plan we're getting ready for to to launch in, in the next 12 months is to raise leaders. Tomorrow night, we start a new leadership program with 25 leaders within our church that we're going to go on a year journey, equipping them, raising them, pouring into them, having conversations, having dialogue, mentoring, all that stuff that we want to do with 25 leaders in our church. In September, we are putting uh, 10 pastor slash leaders within our staff through a two-year course called uh, CCI Academy. By the end of it, they will become accredited ministers, meaning that they can uh, be accredited as reverence, the most reverence, uh, reverence that they um, marry, bury, can lead their own church. And then next year in 2025, we're going to launch our own leadership academy to raise leaders into full-time ministry and our own internship as well that we're going to encourage young people to do. So we want to create a pipeline, say, hey, Being a ministry is something that you can do and be a part of a vocation to live by. Or what I would really love is to have entrepreneurs and business people who pursue and build businesses and are in ministry. I would love to see that together. And so we also want to plant churches. We've set the goal of of launching four new locations in five years. Four new locations. We will become one church in six locations. And also by 2030 to reach become a church of 3,000 people. That's our future. That's what's happened. Again, I will mention that this has never happened in Ireland before. Well, since the time of St. Patrick. But also the time is now. This is the time. It's not like, it will be broken up into, like we're not all together right now. It will be multiple places and multiple services and multiple people. We'll still have community and closest. We'll just have a greater impact. Because we're doing it together. How do we finance all of this? I've tried to do it by paying people peanuts and you cannot do that. You actually need resources. You need finances. You need to be able to say, hey, God, this is my vision and I believe that you will give the provision. And he has. You know, every, People come to our church and friends, family, and they ask, like, who, who finances all this? We say, our people do. This is our people's church. It's not my church. It's not Jill's church. It's our church. What God does is he gives us the resources and we steward them. He continues to give them and they will grow. We just received uh, the week before last our audit findings by professional auditor, which we have done every year and will continue to do. We received a gold standard and one of the finest churches in Ireland managing our accounts. Because it, it matters to us, okay? And I'm really setting the, like, of course, unhealthy things do grow, yes. But like over a long period of time, 24 years existing as a church, like in managing and stewarding and diligently and you know, not having pastors who are on big salaries driving big Range Rovers, which I would love. Um, <laughs> right? You know, like just normal people. Like just normal people. But managing it well. So that's why I'm laying it a foundation that what you're giving into, you can trust in. You can trust in. So our giving, we see in 2021, what I, I really honor our church because throughout COVID, gave yeah. so generously. Like we would not have been here after COVID if it wasn't for our people. Incredible people continuing to give. And uh, we had an average over a 12-month period of 38,500 uh, euros per month between both locations, which was a total of 464,000 euros over the year. That grew by 15% to have an average. You can see, a lovely, the green line, a great increase there. And you can see the, the, the way that goes is it was an average of 44,500 euros uh, per month, which was 
535,000 euros for the year and then grew again by 8% to, in 2023 to be an average of 48,000 euros per month, which was a total of 574,000. So we grew in two years by 25% financially. That's, that's just people giving. That's our tithes. That's not included our tax back. That's not included our rental income. That's not including the support that people give us. We've got a large operating budget, but the people who just give per month faithfully, this is it. And my goal that I have to be able to resource everything that we want to do is to grow this number average per month to 85,000 euros per month in the next two years so that we can hire the staff, take on the ministries, plant the churches and resource everything that we want to do in the next few years. How many people are in open arms? Well, in October of last year, we held a, a data capture or data collection, if you can recall. If you were here, we asked everybody, take out your phones. Here's the QR code, scan that, if you could fill these things out. Not everyone did, but thankfully most people do did. But we measured, and we've grown you know, since, since October, but we have got 400 unique uh, individuals who attend Open Arms Church over a four-week period in Dublin here, wow. which is incredible. Um, we also have uh, 800 people, twice the amount of people in Newbridge County, Kildare, who uh, uniquely attend Open Arms Church over a four-week period. So that's a total of 1,200 people in Open Arms. Isn't that incredible? 1,200 people, 1,200 stories, 1,200 individuals, 1,200 lives. When it comes to our kids, which are vitally important to us, and we place a very high value in raising and releasing the next generation, um, when it comes to our children, we can see here that uh, we've got 85 children in uh, Dublin, which is just 22% of our overall congregation. In Newbridge, they love having children. They just can't stop having kids. We've got 285 kids, which is 33%, 33, 34% of the overall congregation. So it's amazing to see that we have got uh, such a large uh, church congregation, such a large new young generation rising up. Like that's what I'm excited about most, because we've seen in, in 23 years, uh, nearly 24, in Newbridge County, Kildare, and we've got Patrick, who's here this morning, who was born in open arms. His parents are from Nigeria. He's never been to Nigeria. He's an Irish boy, and he's here, and he's grown up, and he's a pastor here in Ireland, which I just think is incredible. And we see the next generation rising up, and then rising up, and rising up, and that's how we're going to impact our nation. And so... We can see then uh, the next slide will show how many family units, right? So if we were just to take this number 830 and, you know, most church uh, growth or church multiplication uh, data will show you that if you just divide it by two, because that factors in everybody. It can be some youth, it can be singles, it can be married. You know, for myself and Jillian, we've got a family six. Rahul and Paulina, it's just the two of them right now until they're going to have baby Samuel this year in Jesus' name. And... Uh, <laughs> Triplets in Jesus. <laughs> anyway, um, lost my train of thought. So we've got 415 family units. So before you put on the next slide, we are asking everybody to consider investing one chair. Okay? 1,000 euros, 350 chairs, 350,000 euros. But many people in this church give so sacrificially and generously every single week, every single month. But just to show you this next slide, people who give 100 euros per month or more is 130 family units. That's just 30% of the overall congregation. Now, I want you to hear my heart in this. I'm not saying this in any way to convince or manipulate anybody. You know what the Lord spoke to me right before I got up to speak? He said, Sean, you don't need to raise 350,000 euros. I've already got it. That takes the pressure off. Because I'm not motivated whatsoever to raise any money. If you give, you don't give. It doesn't change my life. The Lord says he gives. How does he give? He gives through people. My motivation is to reach more and more and more and more and more people. That's it. I'm not, I'm not saying in any way to give so that I will line my pockets. No. 
We keep pouring it back into the ministry. Keep pouring it back into the ministry. Keep pouring it back into the ministry to expand, to reach, to grow, to see this kingdom move in Ireland because this land, our land, is falling apart morally, ethically, socially, relationally in every single area. And what does it need? It needs the church. It needs the church. 285 Family units. You know what? If 208, they had 285 family units who are in Open Arms Church just decided today, 100 euros per month, 25 euros per week, it's five Happy Meals a week, just decided, you know what? We're not going to go to Starbucks anymore. Rather than investing in Starbucks, we're going to invest in the church. Rather than taking out a sky network, sports, all these things that we do and we invest in and we spend money on because what you give your money to, there your heart is also. Rather than that, oh, I'm going to give to the church. Why? Why would I give to the church? Because I am driven with a vision to see more people experience life change through Jesus Christ. Well, I don't want to focus on this number right now. Rather, instead, I want to focus on 1,200 people, 830 adults, 370 kids, 415 family units. I think it is miraculous. You will only know it's miraculous when you've been there at the beginning. When you walk in, the seats are here and everything's done and people are sacrificed, you know what? You just take it for granted, don't you? It's just like, it's natural. It's just human instinct. But actually, when you stand back and you go, God, wow, the lives, the stories, the brokenness, the hurt, the pain. I want to invest in this. I want to give to this. And here's what I really want to convey to you. I don't want you to give towards a chair. I want to give you to give towards a changed life. A changed life like Phil. This is the, one of the first baptisms in our new building. A little small pool in the middle of a big empty industrial warehouse. And this is Phil. Phil comes from Rathcool, which I love. It's in between Dublin and Kildare. Never been to church before. Never heard the gospel. Found open arms online. Started coming to church. Started hearing. Started asking questions. Bought a Bible. We said, Phil, it's the King James Bible. You won't understand a word of it. <laughs> you need to buy like a, a normal Bible, you know, one that you can read. He's getting married this year, which is incredible. And had his life completely changed. Completely changed and transformed. And he, in, in this like new thing, like he's Irish, grew up in Ireland, never heard the gospel. The greatest hidden thing that we hold is the gospel. And yet people get so caught up when we mention give to bring the gospel to others. Now, that just sounds to me like stupidity. I, honestly, I'm, I'm not calling you stupid. I'm saying it is stupidity to say that. I don't understand it. I, I, I don't understand. Like, honestly, and I'm going to say this, and I don't mean to offend, but it may offend, and that's okay. I don't understand how you can sit in open arms church. Now, I'm not talking about your first time, second time, third time. I'm like, this is your church. This is your house. This is your home. You've sat, you've heard, you've listened, you've seen, you've witnessed, you've seen the evidence of, and you can sit in open arms church and not give. I don't understand it. I think it would be better not to be in open arms church than not to give. Why? Because what we're giving towards is life change. Like the evidence is before you. I'll go, I'll bring you to see it. It's just around the corner. 
Like, I'm not saying, I, I don't need your money. I don't want your money. God is saying, here is revival on the cusp. And if we would resource revival, we may see it. Some people need to get up off their knees, praying to God to do, and get going and do it. Like, I, I'm saying this not in, in any way to offend. And if you are new to open arms, please don't give. Don't give for the next six months whatsoever. We don't need money. We don't want, like, you hear what I'm saying? I don't need to raise money. We'll get it. God's going to do it. I'm just bringing it to you. But I am saying to you, if this is your home, this is your house, this is your church, this is your body, this is your place where your family are, which you own, that you want to see grow and you want to see future generations, then giving should just be a byproduct. At least 100 euros. At least. I can say that because I know we're going to steward that. We're going to steward that. Like you're putting it into something that's worth while that is of value i just spent the last 40 minutes showing you what's grown and grown and god's going to continue to grow and all i'm saying is will you be a part of it if you're like no then then no if you just want to come to church just come to church there's there's no condemnation i want to know who you are anyway i want to know who you are if you do give or don't give you hear what i'm saying but i don't know how you can be in open arms and not give I just don't know. I don't know how you can be a part of a church that's life-giving, life-changing, with a red-hot vision to see God do. I don't understand. And it's not a tithing thing. It's not an Old Testament, New Testament thing. It's not a biblical thing. It's literally an experiential thing. Why would I give? Because Jesus gave his life for me. Oh, no, I get to give. Now, this is really important as we get ready for our vision offering. When you give, I really just want to set this as pastor, as leader. When you give, you won't get. Do you hear what I'm saying? Yes. When you give, you will not get. When you give more, you will not get more. You will be poorer, <laughs> not richer. You hear what I'm saying? This is like, honestly, this, this is something that is tried to sold to people. When you give and you bless others, you will be blessed. Biblical principle. We all agree? You won't be blessed with more. You won't. You won't be blessed with more. You'll be blessed to give. Now, God sees that he or she who has stewarded well with what I gave them will be given more. You hear what I'm saying? But you won't get because you give. Because you give today, you're going to give 10 shares. Someone here right now might be like, I'm going to give 10 shares. They will be 10,000 euros poorer. <laughs> oh, but it's an investment that they'll see. Come down, press down for them to give it a get, come. No, they won't. Or maybe they will. I don't know. I'm not God. But I can't say to you that they will. You hear what I'm saying? So I want you to hear my heart in this. Again, we do this once a year. Don't worry. If you come back next week, we're not going to do this again. Right? <laughs> but what I'm trying to convey to you that is, you're given, you're given into a church. You're given not to get anything. It's about the, the condition of your heart. Yeah. You're given not to get any hierarchy in this church, no, no whatsoever. You don't get a gold chair because you gave. You won't get your name written on the wall. I don't believe in that stuff. Don't let your right hand know what your left hand is doing. That's what we, how we give. Yeah. Okay, you hear what I'm saying? So as you take your vision offering card, you see on the front of it, name, phone, and email. Whichever is, you know, whichever you prefer, phone or email or both. 
Um, and why that is is so that we can record that. And we are. We, all the ones that we took in our first service, we are going to take that. We put it into a database. We will contact you. We will thank you. We will let you know exactly what's going on. We'll let you know how much we've raised over the coming months. And we'll let you know how much um, we do need to raise. And, and that's the reason. But also... At the end, on the other side, you'll see a tick box. I would like to discuss the details further, ask questions, or s- designate my investment by asking, uh, speaking to Pastor Sean Booth. So that I just felt to put that on there, that maybe you're like, I'm on the fence. I've heard you, but I'm still on the fence. I've got some questions. I spoke to a man earlier on. He said, I got three questions. I answered the three questions. He said, great, that's good. Sometimes you need that, right? So I understand that. So I'm here. You tick the box. I'll phone. I'll call you. I'll call you and just say, hey, sorry you tick the box. How can I help you? If you want to designate, you're like, I'm really passionate about kids ministry. I'd like my finances to go towards that. Great. We have, can make a way and a system to do that. So we just want to be able to, that this building, this church is yours. So I want you, each of us, to give, get the vision offering card and grab a pen. And you see a number of options. I'm committing to invest in one. There's a spelling mistake with the S, but I love it because I think you could put two chairs <laughs> to make it make sense. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> I'm committing to invest in one chair, two chairs. Uh, some options. I will give, and, and there might be a certain amount that now immediately. You know, some people might have resources or have received an endowment or inheritance or whatever it is um, that they're like, you know what? I actually want to give out of this and I want to give now immediately. For others, I want to be, maybe I want to give according to the amount of chairs. It might be 100 euros per month. So for instance, I wrote down here, I will give 100 euros now immediately and I'll give 100 euros per month for nine months. And that's the commitment. I invested in one chair. That's my chair. You hear what I'm saying? So it's, there, there can be an option. Or finally, um, la- second last, I will give 100 euro per month permanently. Maybe you're here and you're like, I don't give. I haven't. And there's so many reasons and I understand. Life happens. No condemnation whatsoever. But maybe you're like, I'm, I'm going to start. I had a, a, two people come to me last week because they couldn't make it to today. One says, I'd say I'm giving 100 euro per- permanently. And I was like, that's amazing. The other one said, I'm a student. Can I give 25 euro per month? I was like, of course you can. It's like, is that okay? I'm like, that's not, you're, you're giving. They're starting. You're not making up excuses. You're starting somewhere. That's amazing, of course. We're so grateful for that. And the Lord sees that. It's about the heart. So I just want you to know that and as you hear that. And then also, and this might be in some of us who give monthly already, including myself and Jillian, I will increase my giving by. This is, where, this is what I'm writing in. I want to increase my giving by. God's put a certain amount on me uh, for us, for our finances that we're going to give on top of our giving. We're going to write that down and we're going to give that faithfully every single month. We're going to lead the way in that as well. And so... What we're going to do is just going to spend two minutes right now just to take an opportunity to write down exactly what it is that you're going to give. Some of you may need to take it and pray about it. I understand and we'll be here next week and the following week and every week. But do just take a moment just to write that down before our team come forward and we'll take up our offering and we'll conclude our service. Just as you finish doing that, and before we take up the containers in a moment, would you just hold on to that card that you filled out? Lord, I pray right now for every single one of us who are giving, who are investing in this, who are purchasing and in advance a changed life for the kingdom. Lord, I pray that you would bless each euro, each cent, that it may be used for your glory to bring you honor. I 
pray, God, that you would help us to steward it diligently. I pray that what we put our hands to, whether with the details of construction and, and the work and the architecture and the, the, the design of everything and the interior design, Lord, I just pray that you would bless it, that it will be a God-honoring house that we can bring others to invite our friends and family and that they can give their lives to Jesus and experience life change. In Jesus' name. Amen. On the end of our row, on the right-hand side, our team needs to come forward in this moment. Um,